Hello, everyone. This is hour one of Advantage Kids, a 24 hour podcast.、Um, and my name is Rembert Brown. And for hour one, I have a dear friend, the old dry run <laughs> guest, Mary H.K. Choi. Hey, Mary. Yay. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. This is, this is nice. I'm, re- I'm really、so、glad、nice. you're here. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking on en route as I was legging it down sixth、um, for like a good 10 subway stations? We are so blessed that we don't have to do the morning commute. Like we did it today. It's true. And it's moments like these that remind us how hashtag prayer emojis our lives are. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. I,、um, I got 10 hours of sleep last night. Wow, that's astounding. In preparation for. For this, and I feel, I feel crazy. I told you、um, over text this morning, I feel limitless. Like, I feel like <laughs> I took the pill、right. that like, has allowed me to、um, tap into 90% of my brain. Like, wow. So you're feeling like a total Bradley this morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely Bradley this morning.、Um, but yeah, so this is fun.、Um, I guess it probably makes sense in hour one to explain what I'm, why I'm doing this. Yes, I would love for you to explain that. But also, I would like the moment of reckoning, like where you were, where you were like, Oh my God, I'm going to actually do this and I'm actually going to show up for this. Okay, so about,、uh, and shout out to the good people at Anchor who、um, allowed me to come into their office and pitch them an idea last week、nice. that is now happening now,、right. which is this week.、Um, so, yeah, I had an idea、um, of、uh, raising money for this、uh, summer camp that I went to from age six to. Graduating from high school, that like very much changed my life. Okay,、and、pause. Wait, not to be a total reporter, but what's the fondest memory from that camp?、Um, I, so at that camp, I like became I, a man. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't become a man, but I used to be a very, very, very quiet kid. <gasps> like,、no. like, like, didn't speak at all. Oh, hug to baby, remember? And between. Fifth grade, like the summer between fourth grade and fifth grade, I like, you know, I was like the little kid who was like, was actually like physically little,、mm. but also like, like everyone liked, but because I would just kind of like hang on the outside of the people making the jokes and I would just laugh when everyone laughed, but I never had anything to contribute. And the summer between fourth grade and fifth grade, I like found, figured out that I knew how to like joke. In a circle of boys and men and women, like just making fun of each other. I can't, two things. I can't imagine you as like a meek periphery person. So this is like very, very illuminating. And also, you flowered. I, fl- I flowered the summer. Like, I, 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 I went to my new school in fifth grade, like, glow with, up like, with like <laughs> extreme confidence. That's、um, awesome. And, um, So, yeah, that was like a very, like, whenever I think of like my coming of age、mm. summer, it's at that camp. I also got really good at tennis.、Mm, and, which is now your entire aesthetic. Yeah, my whole, yeah, my, my whole visual like, look is like I'm, I'm about to go play tennis or I just played tennis.、Right. Um, both of which I'm never sweating because I didn't actually play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> But,、um, so that was like a magical place for you and you wanted to like give. Back to that. Yeah.、Person. And like the camp,、um, it's like the, like if, you, if you're from the south side of Atlanta, like you know who Coach Wink is. He's like the guy who's been running this camp. And there's like also the side of it that like he's gotten like hundreds of kids, like, you know, either off the street or like 
into college through tennis scholarships. It's mm-hmm. just like very much it's like it's changed a whole neighborhood and changed lots of families' lives. And when I was a kid, they wanted to go to they wanted to take us to the US Open. That's like, you know, like kids had never left Atlanta. Um and it never happened. And then like five years ago, they actually like got the money together to do it. But every year, like I've heard when I go home, I talk to my mom because my mom is very close to the camp. Like my little cousin goes to camp now. Mm-hmm. Um, the money's always very tight. And so I was like, huh, like, I want to see if I can help. So that's where this idea came oh, from. I love that so I've much. also like obsessed with telethons. <laughs> um, right, right. As a child of a certain era, yeah. also circa like, what was it like? George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They were very iconic moments yeah. with telethons. Uh, telethons, like, um, there's also like a really good episode of Parks and Rec, mm. which is very ins- like if this if this podcast had a mood board, there would be like uh, uh, a photo of um, of Leslie Nope like losing her mind at hour 20 of the telethon. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. She's just like, she's like going crazy. And I've always loved that episode. I was like, huh, I wonder if I'll ever put myself in a position to go crazy for public, like local access, public consumption. And I think this is as close as I'm going to get. No, I love the local access aspect of it. And I also really like that. It's like very on the ground, what you're doing. It's not just sort of like GoFundMe to like some weird place in the ether or like one of these enormous charities. This is like a very sort of, specific place. Wait, I have to read this to you. So my coach um, texted me last night. He's very excited. Oh. <laughs> he's very excited. So he's pumped. But awesome. He he texted me that he goes, I just got my 501c3 confirmation letter yesterday from the IRS. So Coach Wink's National Junior Tennis and Learning Incorporated is officially a tax-exempt public charity as of yesterday. So it's all coming it's together. It's all coming together. It's I love like, it's when beautiful. things coalesce. Um, I saw the kids at the U.S. Open like uh, this past weekend. Mm, and it was ugh. just like a reminder. I'm like, this is good. This is why. This so, is totally why. But to answer your other question, last night I was still like, am I really doing this? No, I love that. Yeah. And like just thinking about what 24 hours is. Like I've stayed up for 24 hours, but it it's hasn't, true. I've it, met you, <laughs> yeah, it, but it hasn't been like for good, right, right, right. you know, it's been either like work binges or like hijinks. Party, yeah. Or just, yeah, just, um, yeah. <laughs> hijinks is the best word. <laughs> um, so just like the idea of kind of staying in one room, mm. is kind of daunting. Also, like I didn't remember that the Drake concert is tonight mm. and, but there's going to be a funny wrinkle. People are going to be coming here after the Drake concert. Oh my God, that's going to be so good. <laughs> um, actually, on that note, so the thing I know about podcasts or doing any sort of like mic-based thing is your mouth gets so dry. Yeah. So I brought you a gift. They oh. are dry mouth lozenges. Oh my God, and so, yes. Yeah, so if your guest shows up with like cotton mouth or if you similarly sort of like at four in the morning feel parched, yeah, go to town. Um, Actually, don't go to town. Just... I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, this whole podcast is about pacing yourself in moderation. Yeah, I'm totally. not going to go to town on these. <laughs> I know, um, hour one. Mary, yes. um, I would like to talk a little bit about you okay. in the, you know, the brief time that we have together this morning. Um, how is it? So you, um, is it weird to sometimes be like, have your name prefaced by, um, like, 
best-selling author, <laughs> New York Times best-selling author. It's, it's like it's like Define it's like weird. Yeah, it's, it's like like misses. It's like it's like no, your new sure. prefix. Totally. Um, and actually, it, it is it is weird. I mean, I I definitely have like you know the fun crippling imposter syndrome that sort of like confounds most of us, especially those of us who are like melaninly inclined. Yes. And so I definitely had like that Groucho Marx thing where I was like, okay, I've been a New York Times bestseller. It was on the on the list for four weeks, which is such an amazing blessing. What's the book called? It's called Emergency Contact. It's a YA novel about, of all things, texting. And, you know, it was, it's, it was like tremendously well received. But I did, again, have that Groucho Marx thing where I was just like, I don't know if I want to be a member of any club that would have me. And I was just like mm-hmm. seeing all these books. And it was like, you know, it's like. I was like, if I'm in this club, then all these other books by dint of me being in this club are whack and terrible. (laughs) And like, why? Like this whole this whole construct that I've been like striving for my entire life is a sham. But now it's sort of calmed the F down. Are we allowed to curse on this? Yeah, we are. That was the second question I asked. Yeah. After like, does the GoFundMe money actually go to the camp? (laughs) I was like, we can curse, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, And so, yeah, like. Now I'm so solidly in the process of doing my second and third book. And now I'm just like, this is such a marathon. Like you kind of get used to, and you'll, you'll know a little bit about this, like the metabolism of like writing a cover story or an article that does well. And then you have that like high and then it's sort of the denouement is pretty swift. You have that with even. And it's swifter than everyone else's, everyone else around you. Like no, people of are course. still riding your own high when you're having to yeah, 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 like yeah. come down immediately. I often think about like seeing yourself with accuracy in terms of your own accolades as trying to shoot yourself with a bazooka. Like you can never get the vantage point and you can never get the percep- like the perspective to do it. Mm-hmm. And so in that, in, on that note, like, yeah, like there are people who are still really riding for you when you're like so over it. But. You know, that downward part does come because that is the metabolism of like the human attention span and the Internet. And so that was like such a blessing for me because it almost like gave me permission to stop, like not stop promoting, but stop being so obsessed with like accolades and feedback loop and adoration or whatever, just to like do the work. Because that is really what it's about and getting better because like I'd never written a novel before. I learned how to do it on a YouTube tutorial and then I did it and it did well. And so now it's just about like proving that I can do it again and not only do it again, but like do it better and do it weirder. Like I'm not wavy in Bookland yet Yeah. in the same way that like you and I can like glitter bomb the world when we're just doing like a voicey, like quick write up. Yeah. And so that's the part I want to get to. I want to like get weird. Yeah. Like your weird sea legs. Like you want to just. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's going to take a while. So I'm glad you brought up. YouTube tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> this could go anywhere, yeah. Because um, they are, it's, it's really making me question the fact that I have like over $100,000 in student loans. Right. The no, amount of, of things that I can learn on YouTube. It's like, it's incredible. Like, um, Andrea, my girlfriend, literally like is like every now and then I'll just see her like in the like the depth the the, deep, the deepest depths of like skincare tutorials mm. and i'm like these are like i don't know these people don't have degrees like there's no credentials but it's like such an amazing world to get lost in and i feel like i can learn like i'm trying to figure out how to like 
fix my house right now. Right. And I know you guys like took down a wall. Took down like, a wall. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She's coming on later. And yeah, like the yeah. whole thing we're talking about is just like like home renovation. That is so where my brain is at right now. Yeah. So that's I'm definitely gonna tune in. Yeah, hour ten is gonna be wild. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's amazing. Like my it makes me want to as someone who um, you know, I feel like we live in this culture of like apps and there's people that can do everything for you. Mm. There's something awesome about the YouTube tutorial world where it's like, aha, like I can actually figure out how to do everything. I think that that sort of applies to things. It's kind of like phone numbers, right? Like we all have phones that just remember phone numbers for you. And so like Mm -hmm. the, the, the yesteryear of having to memorize phone numbers is like completely gone. However, That's all like I feel like YouTube tutorials are good for things that you need to know in a very finite and specific moment. Uh I don't necessarily like Like how to fix the sink or like how to find a stud in your wall or Mm -hmm. whatever. But and, you know, even like something like how to do a 27 three act structured like layout timeline, whatever. Yeah. But had I not already sort of come to that with my coffers, at least partially full of like what writing means and like rhythms and all this stuff that I'd honed for like 15 years, I don't think it would have just been like a straight shot, like hitting the ground running type of situation. And so I also think that the for for profit college system in America is so morally bankrupt and heinous and especially like the way certain online institutions particularly target like um, ex cons given the whole pro Mm -hmm for-profit prison system as well like i think all of that is disgusting sorry i'm not i'm not i'm i was just cheering and it was kind of, <laughs> no. I, was, I wasn't cheering for-profit <laughs> <I know. laughs> for all the listeners <laughs> Robert was really excited about prisons and recidivism and all of that um yeah you got a very large coffee so i i just i i haven't so did my, you eat I did okay, a little good. bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, my coffee and my tummy have over time not agreed with each other. Mm. So I've been drinking a lot more tea. But like taking my coffee intake down has made coffee much more effective. Mm. Um, like if I'm like, I'm really tired, but I want I really want to work this morning. Right. Much like any drug. Yeah. It's like really <laughs> fun once your tolerance yeah. is down. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm going to have this big... Oh, uh, I, I've told myself like any brand that I come in contact with, I'm just talking about. Do it. I've got this really big Dunkin' Donut coffee and I'm really excited to drink it over the next. It looks incredible. It's probably going to take me six hours to drink this, but. Also, let's hope. However, I feel like Dunkin' iced coffee, especially when it's like milky and icy, that's like maybe like a cup and a half of coffee. I think you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm fine. You're not going to have like a coronary. No, 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 um, no. So actually, you know what? Now that we're talking about Duncan, it's probably a good time to talk about the link to the funding page for yes. this. Oh, my God. So guys uh, and la- ladies and all people, um, I built a GoFundMe. Um, I'm not going to do the URL right now. But, but it's on. It's all over your Instagram. It's, it's all over my Instagram, all over Twitter. Um, if you go into GoFundMe and you type in Advantage Kids, you'll find it. Um, also if you go on anchor and search the same name or actually it's on all the, uh, on all the streaming services. If you like to listen to podcasts on Spotify or Apple, I've heard of these places. Yes. Also, 
Um, I'm glad you said that because uh, the name Advantage Kids, where did that come from? Hmm. Is it by a certain Korean gentleman <laughs> who we are all huge fans of? Um, I was, um, and this is actually a big part of how this all came to be. I, um, one of our dear friends, Phil Chang, who will be on this podcast later today, um, I was in his neighborhood and um, he was just like, hey, like, do you want to get some like bomb ass food? And I was like, of course. So we went to Sunset Park. Yes. Because he wanted to take me to get like the best dim sum of my life. And we were just like floating around like dumb, amazing ideas. And he was just, like, I said something like a tennis reference. And like in a very cheesy voice, he was like, advantage, kids. <laughs> and we both died. We just like fell out. And it was like, it was funny because it was right when the Uber pulled up and we like fell out of the car <laughs> laughing. And I just, I, I texted the people at Anchor. I was like, yeah, like this is it. Like, I love, is- I love hiring a creative director who does like multi-million dollar, like everything. <laughs> yeah. For this, I, th- I think that that yeah. is particularly fitting. He also made um, there's like the official art for the app store and everything. But I he saw also that 24 hours fitness. <laughs> so that that was originally the art, but there was like like 11 copyright infringement things. <laughs> they were like, this is just absolutely not going to work. So I was like, okay, we'll keep this for like my private promo world yeah but still it's very vet mall <laughs> yeah there's like wario tennis and <laughs> phil phil i love you we love you it's so good i love how like quote unquote viral his high-waisted t-shirt thing is going oh yeah will you, like, so will you explain good. that really quickly so yeah so phil a very long time ago made a t-shirt based on this photo i don't remember who tweeted it originally but it's brooke shields wearing shorts like her baby hairs are going crazy. Not yeah. at all sleek, but circa Calvin Klein with HR from Bad Brains, and she's smoking weed. <laughs> and so this was, again, at the time where mom jeans were really hot. And yeah. so Phil made a long sleeve t-shirt that said high-waisted, as in like high, and then wasted, W-A-I-S-T-E-D, oh, and gave so it to cool. a few friends. And then a few days ago, was it like Mary-Kate or Ashley? Ashley Olsen was wearing it. And then, you know, the Twitterverse exploded. Incredible. Incredible. He's so good at, you know, I don't even want to say manufacturing. He's so good at like ideating yeah, he's these a, like moments. Yeah, I mean, he's made every birthday t-shirt of mine i know i have for, i i wore your birthday t-shirt i think for like full week yeah. afterwards i was like because i was in my writing k-hole and i was like this is my uniform they are i've i've been told by many people they are like the best <clears throat> laundry shirt like laundry day shirt yes it's like uh i need to wear a shirt that says rimboard instead of skateboard exactly or, and, yeah. or yeah or and they're very like high quality blanks they're not just like weird hanes beefies that no. are just like really scratchy on your nipples or anything they're, they're great good, they're good shirts. They're birthday shirts um so yes what's next mary yeah um yeah i, I want to know he had he, ha- he actually has some other he there's like a sweatshirt drop happening today yeah i told him to all that sweatshirt i also told him to make like you know those like kind of cheesy golf Yes. Like polos that yeah, yeah, are like yeah. for like conferences. No, totally. They kind of have a shimmery quality. Oh, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're great. Like in the right light. There's like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, Mary, I would like to know um, where where people can find you in the world, what you're working on. Like, are you, are we, is, is, 
Has podcast taken like a, a podcast is on a momentary hiatus by dint of the fact that I've just been really immersed in other things. I've also sort of been on the th- the funny thing about the YA world, young adult fiction, is that like you know, you you have a bunch of like book tour things before the summer, and then back to school is also a crazy time, and so I don't I don't really know what's going on, but I would love for you to be a guest. Yeah, obviously. Um, and I'm I'm still trying to get your cousin. Graham on because oh, yeah. his life is amazing. He's like the principal of a school that he created. <laughs> yes, shout out, shout, shout out to Mr. Graham Brown. I, he for he, prep. Yeah, he, he wishes he could be here. He is the. Um, it's just very wild. Like, he's a thirty-two-year-old. He's like one. Like, like, one of us. I always describe. He's like one of us. He yeah. just decided to open a middle school. But that's the kind of thing that is Fort, like Forte Prep, Jackson Heights. Yeah, that's the thing that's kind of like amazing. It's like you. We're we're. We're the architects. Yeah. So if you decide something, even though it feels unilateral and kind of like hokey before it exists, when you make it exist, then it is so official. Yeah. And it's that, incredible. That is one thing I do feel, you know, even in my, you know, love hate relationship with New York, which I have always had and Same. will always have. Like people do just like have ideas and, and then just, do them. just do them. Yeah. And it sounds like I remember when he just like, was building this gigantic binder that he had to turn into like the New York like state department of education that hopefully would turn into them being like, okay, you can start a school. God. And I, then it actually happening and him being excited. It like, that was the thing. Like he had the denouement, like, like yeah. everyone was like, Oh my God, Holy shit. Like you're starting a school. Like everyone was so excited. And he was like, yay. Oh my God. I have, I have to, start to do a school. it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start a school now. No, that's like so incredible. And if you think about something, which is kind of a story that people, you know, get told a lot, like, you know, starting a restaurant in New York is hard. Starting a brick and mortar store is hard. Starting a school, I like legit can't even imagine. Yeah. Like they, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. They, they, they just started year two. So now it's like fifth it's like, and sixth grade. So it's when four years is going to be fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. And I was just like, what? Wow, what? he's gonna come out of like this next four years with that sort of like Barry Obama graying <laughs> oh, of the yeah. hair, <laughs> like, yeah. a lot of dignity, but like yeah. seen some shit, you like, know? Wow. <laughs> no, I definitely want that like gif. Um, so yeah, so right now I am still doing the podcast. It's called Hey Cool Job. It's about jobs. You got that same like that same like pregnant pause beat that yeah, I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, totally. Advantage. Kids. Yeah, totally. You got to nail that. Kids. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, and I am writing. I just got a um, a, a renewed deal at Simon & Schuster for two books. And so yes. I have, yes, um, I've just finished the second one. I'm in edits for that. It's going to come out um, next year. And then the one after that, I'm about f- like, I would say like three quarters of the way done. And that's also really exciting because it's like, it's just a bunch of melanin. It's like the third one is about like Korean sisters. The second one is about like, you know, like, like this half Filipino, like swirl dude. And then like, you know, a Korean girl and some like, you know, it's, it's like all based in New York, which is really great. And yeah, I'm actually in the process of, um, adapting emergency contact, which is my first novel, the New York times bestselling first novel. Um, Um, I'm like friends with anyone who will do like an air horn with their mouth. (laughs) It's my favorite. Um, So I'm adapting that into a screenplay. It is a spec script, which means that, you know, no like huge studio has paid me to do it or anything like that. There is like, 
um, inklings of interest and whatever. But more than anything else, it's something I'm doing very much as an exercise to see how to do it, to learn how to do it. And also like learn how to kill darlings in the process of adapting something for screen because yep. obviously like any, you know, screen adaptation is maybe like 25 pages of any book, which is a type of like editing and diligence and like intestinal fortitude that really like calls, like has to draw a lot, especially as someone who's the creator. The other thing that's a really dope exercise, and I was actually just reading um, a comic book that is a reissue or a reprinting, and in the in the foreword, the artist Sam Keith, I'm rereading The Max, or yeah, yeah The Max or Max, regardless, um, and he's talking about how it's like painful revisiting former work. And I get that. And he was just like, it's kind of like, you know, having lunch with an ex-wife. And it, it is true. Like, there's nothing more glaring of your failure than like a little bit of experience and having to like look back on it and see all the holes and like how much spackle something will require. But I think if you want to grow, like, I think those moments of reflection are really important. Like, do you have that? Do you do you ever like read your old work? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But then also yeah. you start doing the math on how to make it better. And I think that that kind of stuff is like basically an, it's like a YouTube tutorial for yourself. You did yourself. that. You brought this full circle. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. Um, Mary. Yes. Um, here, I want you to meet my, my friend who's coming on next here. Oh, I love this. Yeah. We're, we're passing the mic. Hi. Mary, this is Kenny. Hey, pleasure. Likewise. Good morning. Uh, Mary, thank you so much. Give me a hug. Yes, of course. This is how we're doing this. I think you should, because otherwise it's like an awkward apartment thing where the broker's still there. And the other couple of things you have to like, don't worry about it. Take a, um, um, everyone on here is going to take a Polaroid before they leave. So Mary, go take a Polaroid before you get out of here. I'm going to, um, I love you. I love you so much. This is wonderful. I will love. What a successful human. (laughs) You're the best. (laughs) Look at these pants. (laughs) The fit is flames. It's hot out here in these streets. Uh, Okay. This is how we're doing it. We're just, we're, this is the, the extent to which this is getting edited is zero. So we're just like doing it live. Next up, a very dear person in my life. Ken Miles, Kenny Miles, what, what, in in your life, who gets, who says Ken, who says Kenny? Because I knew you yeah. first as Kenny, yeah. But sometimes I feel like it's Ken. So it was, uh, it was Kenny through college, okay. And then I, I shout graduated. out Vassar, shout, shout out, out Vassar. <laughs> um, and then after my three and a half years there, I left and transitioned into corporate America. So uh-huh. um, I transitioned to Ken because I felt like it would be quicker and simpler on business cards it's true ken miles and then like you know ken chenault he had a ken name <laughs> uh and the only the only one that calls me kenneth is is usually my mom if if, if you know if if, if, <laughs> if exactly <laughs> it'd be like if if it's been like way too long before you've called like well actually that's the interesting thing we're we've always been a no news is good news family so huh. even when it came to like the college transition period like I would see I would see classmates getting care packages and like having to phone home every night and 
That was never it. It was like if, if I called, something was wrong. Yeah, me and my mom were always like that. But then I think it got to a point where I was just like, like, I should have, like, what was news to me, what wasn't news to me was news to her. Like, like mm-hmm. I needed to, just because something wasn't like a big deal to me, yeah. didn't mean it wasn't a big deal to her. So like, I was just like letting everything roll off. And then she was just like, why did I have to hear about so-and-so from so-and-so? Like, or like, that's on, a milestone or, or, or an Instagram or, you know, or just like bad stuff where it's just like, I'm an adult. I live in New York. When I get into trouble or things are going wrong, I'll figure it out myself. Cause I'm grown. It's like, no, like you should still like, yeah. Talk to mom sometimes. Now I find myself injecting my myself into kind of my mom's life. She's retired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's she's usually on the road and, and traveling and, you know, going to other countries. And uh, in the case of her trip to Ireland, you know, pops up. It sends me a picture during Easter when I'm with my aunts uh, and cousins. And she's like, oh, I got this new, like, tattoo <laughs> of, like... Ireland's flag because I that thought it was is, you know a lep- uh, you know four leaf clover. That is like, awesome. You know she's 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 living uh, her I, life. I love mom. Like, I love the fact. I just I love the idea. Of your mom in Ireland. Yeah, That's she's having great. like you know it's it's been this like you know eat pray love journey um, of sorts that's come to fruition as she's she's gotten older and and gone through some family transitions and I think that. Um, as long as she's healthy and happy, yeah. it's the top priority. Absolutely. So, Ken, if if I'm this is what I'm doing because I I feel like people um, introduce themselves better than I introduce them. How would you describe like how how would you introduce yourself in terms of like what um, your <clears throat> not not what you do like what you're interested in and where your where where your time is the most spent? Yeah. Yeah, that's a you know I think it's the Audrey Lord quote. If you didn't def- if I didn't define myself for myself, I'd be uh, eaten alive by other people's yeah. expectations. Um, I think I would just call myself a, a community builder uh-huh. um, and guy who tries to make a difference. Yeah, um, starting in my own backyard in Harlem. Harlem, Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw out the uh, the diplomats. Uh, Shout out. But um, yeah, man, I, I think for me, I've kind of evolved, you know, started um, professionally in digital ad sales at a major media company and was there for quite a few years and um, pivoted to a nutritional health startup that was black owned and, and run. And that gave me a different perspective on kind of thinking about how the work we can do day to day can tie back to a community, like quite literally, you know, one day you're in front of major brands and corporations talking about health and wellness the next day you're at a church in the south side of chicago talking with grandmothers and um for me kind of having that that spectrum and that priority where like it's a balance it's thinking about um what our communities need and how to best be positioned to listen and to try and kind of connect the dots in all of it yeah um and I was I was just thinking <clears throat> as I saw you walk into the studio with these bright ass pants. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shout um, out to uh, so these uh, these pants are um, they're an African print um, that came from a designer like Off West Fourth. But I found out about the designer through 
uh, my friends at uh, Articles of Style, which uh-huh. is um, a great bespoke clothing company. Shout out to Dan and Wes. Uh, 101 Thompson Street is their new uh, new storefront. Yo, this... Um I'm, I want to get someone to aggregate like all of the shout outs over the 24 hours. Cause I'm just like <laughs> shouting out everyone. Like even when someone texts me, I'm just like, yo, like, yeah. Like, shout out Ernest Wilkins, my dude. The, shout the, out, the shout out Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, um, I was, re- I was remembering cause we, we've had lots of very hilarious run-ins over <laughs> over the years uh one this is of, true one of the one of the funniest like evenings of my life was we ended up at a was it post tony's dude i i i maybe i just like i remember like the red decor and i remember that like did you did oh th- yeah 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 so yeah so it was post tony's so I was at the t- well. Okay, you were at the Tonys. <laughs> yeah, I was not at the Tonys. I was at the outdoor celebration space for the people that can like get dressed up and look nice in front of the cameras, but they're not actually seated physically in the building. Yeah, and um, it's like the church rollover room. Exactly, it's a church <laughs> rollover room for the Tonys. And huge Hamilton fan. Uh, shout out to Hamilton. Um, and. So I happened to take a picture in front of the step and repeat and posted it it to the gram. And then afterwards I went home. Right. So, so you don't, I don't know if you, I don't even know if I know this. Yeah. So afterwards I went home. So I'm chilling, literally like getting out there. Cause I wore my tux. Like when you, when you have a tux, you wear it. Um, that's a, that's a, that's just a life. Like, thing. Like, like this is why you don't rent a tux no no yeah like, you, you need gotta, to own a tux because and some slippers yes preferably yeah velvet yeah but and 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 preferably preferably no socks no no, no yeah no, no baby powder works wonders um <laughs> but yeah so i was like getting i was re- literally like about to like get undressed shower like had had to sleep like it was late and then i get the text it's like yo like you coming <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, coming to what? <laughs> and you're just like the the post the post party. And um I was like, for what? <laughs> and then you're like, Hamilton. And I remember at that moment, I literally like You put you, the pants back on, you put got the slippers in, back on. You got there in warp speed. Well like, I told yeah, and I told you I was like, Oh yeah, I'm like on 80th Street. <laughs> meanwhile, like I'm I up, did not uptown. Know uh, meanwhile meanwhile I'm uptown. I kid you not. I was running down 125th Street, middle of 125th Street at this point, tux, uh, slippers, and I was like hailing a cab, got in the cab, and it was straight like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, yo, (laughs) let's get to Tavern on the Green. You're out the window, just like arm out. (laughs) I was like, let's get to Tavern, and and, uh, yeah, that was... Legendary night. Legendary. It was like, so I wasn't even at the Tonys. Okay. I, I just had the post Tonys plug. There we go. There we so go. I just like, you know, it's like, it's like such a, it's such a, like, like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's beautiful and also just like completely, uh, it's a way to like fake finesse, mm-hmm. you know, like there, there is a, I learned in my first couple years as an adult that there were definitely people in this world who like put on a suit as if they had been working all day at like 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> like it was definitely the move where like I was trying to give off. I'm a professional yeah. that wears suits every day. Yeah. 
But I was way too like there was not a crease. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it was way too it was way too just fresh pressed, yeah, like yeah, you had just steamed like, it. Like I had just gotten it from the cleaners at eight yeah. PM. Like it was that thing. It was yeah. like, Oh, this has not been lived in yeah. yet. But I didn't care. No. Um and but you also want to give off like Oh yeah, I was at the Tonys. Well, it was like you know, um, well, I know that account ended up being fake, but the whole like Goldman Sachs elevator <laughs> account yeah. where the guy was like, "I don't care if it's the uh, if it's 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 a private jet or the like fifty yard line at the Super Bowl, like act like you've been there before, act like you've been there before." Um, yeah, and and the great part is like when you find yourself in these spaces, and and I think this is a lot of how the world operates. It's like. It is a small world, right? So, like, for me, I connected to the fact that, like, Hamilton was run through um, Vassar's uh, summer theater initiative. Mm -hmm. And so they spent, like, a critical four weeks or so on campus as they were working through the rough edits of of what the uh, second act of Hamilton was going to become. So it's, like, being in those spaces and then realizing, like, the connectedness to, like, what's going on and just, like what Lynn was able to create and has been able to create and build. Um, One thing I wanted to talk to you about um, that I appreciate about you. And it's like a reminder to never get too comfortable is like, I know that there are things about um, the city and like the government and, you know, like the school system and all the stuff that just like, it upsets you to a place where you can't, just like let it slide, yeah. which often um, involves, um, you know, being being like the one dissident in a room full of people who are just happy to be there. You know, like there's this world where you get into this, you know, I think some of it like there's like a degree of comfort that sometimes comes from going to certain schools. There's a degree of comfort that comes from like, you know, knowing some of the right people that often like convinces some people to like just shut up. Yeah. And one thing about you that I appreciate is like you are in all these spaces where people often just like, you know, they you, you smile and laugh and put your shit on the gram and you're happy to be there. Yeah. But you're you know, being like, "Hey, like red flag." Yeah. Um how like um why why is why is doing that so important for you and like what what's an example of like you kind of feeling you know it's like the it's like the one juror juror that's like nah (laughs) like nah like nah we're not we're not we're not not bouncing just because like everyone wants to get out of here in two hours like nah we're sitting here and we're gonna talk about this and we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna talk about it yeah i you know it definitely wasn't um it was kind of an acquired sensibility for me it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that I was kind of born thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm not a lot of people that know me, like I'm not particularly contrarian except for when there are things that I believe with, with my heart that like we should collectively prioritize more. Um, you know, I, I think about the things that ground me. Um, and for example, I, I don't, I'm not blinged out, but, um, I keep a wristband that says a rubber wristband that says Ozzie Davis and Ruby D love art and activism. Um, and one of those, um, pendants from, um, my intent, which my goddaughter got me that says alignment. 
Oh, I love that one. Um, yeah. And for me, the word alignment just it's it speaks to kind of what I aim for in terms of synergies between like how I live my life and 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 the values I maintain while living it. Uh, I think that you know it, it's interesting. I was I was thinking of some some quotes to kind of think through as I was entering your your domain yeah, today. I need I like I need there, there's a reason I had you on early cuz I was like <laughs> I need I need these good like Mary was here. She always gives me good vibes. I got this crystal I saw, man. from that Jenna Wortham got me cuz she's I, like a, a, gu- she's, a guide. She's the crystal. She, she's, guru. she's she's a walking crystal. Yeah. And like I need I need Kenny here to just like get my get my get my mind centered. So so I think one of the quotes from some someone that I feel is is dear to both of us. Uh, Kiese Lehman, yes, author, uh, my former professor while at Which Vassar, is wild. By um, yeah. Took a James Baldwin course with him. Uh, took a hip hop English course with him. But he had this he had this quote from an article he wrote that said, "Many of us have made a life of hoping to get chosen for jobs, chosen for awards, chosen for acceptance from people, structures, and corporations bred on white supremacy." We're hoping to get chosen by people who cannot see us. Knowing that they may hate us and terrorize us doesn't stop us from wanting to get chosen. That's the crazy thing. And yeah. so, like... God, that man can write. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think a lot about that notion of, like, being chosen and choosing yourself and kind of the contrast between the two. And for me, kind of, you know... I. You know, you want the visibility, you want the things that come with the prestige. But um, for me, it's always turned to like, how is this actually, what does progress look like? How are we measuring progress and how are we moving the needle forward for, for what we need? And like aligning myself, you know, it's kind of like those, not, those smoking campaigns. Like, I don't smoke, I don't drink, but like being in a space where you think everyone in the world is like a smoker. Yeah. But it's only when you kind of have met the non-smokers that you realize, oh, like, no, it's just like the marketing and the PR for like the tobacco brands is what makes you think that everyone's doing it. And then when you end up in this kind of other space of, of, of thinking and, and um, feeling really uh, you kind of find your tribe um, as Seth Godin would say. Finding your tribe is a very, I don't know. I I've, that has been a very important, you know, especially for the past year of my life, just going through like lots of like reprioritization mm-hmm. um, just in terms of like various degrees of, you know, I feel like getting my, getting my body cleaner, getting my mind cleaner, like trying to live more honestly, like all, all of that stuff. It's like you want, especially like I found living here, like there's such a, um, there's such a, a desire to collect people and sometimes when you collect people you don't there's no like your order gets completely out of whack Mm. and sometimes you prioritize the new people and you forget about the tribe that is like kind of held you down Mm -hmm. this whole time you just like it's like the new shiny things you know it's like the most recent the most you know the people who can you know help you the most do this thing or get this thing and it's like like this this re you know like spending some time being like who are the people that like are my 
you know, and it's not, I, I found it to be like, it's not like, oh, it's like 10 people who all do the, do the same thing. And yeah. think, I mean, that was kind of the way this whole day came about, you know, like I hit up people on, on like a couple days ago. At you the know? shop. Yeah. You know, yeah. I saw, <laughs> yeah, I saw you two days ago, you know, yeah. um, um, and it like, I wasn't surprised that like who responded and said yes and wanted to do it. Cause I was like, this is kind of this day is like, I know the thing that's going to get me through these 24 hours. Like I get to see my whole tribe today. Yeah. You know, like it's like, I, I get to hang out with like my, my people 30 minutes at a time yeah. all day. And like, like that, I mean, and like, you know, like could have been anywhere in the world, <laughs> but you're here with me. I appreciate it. And Over. It's, yeah. Shout, shout out hope. Also, I keep saying this, like, I can't, my one, like, I was really hoping that, <clears throat> so the studios are in, uh, uh, are in, like, Midtownish Manhattan, Flatiron, and I was really hoping that Drake was playing at the Garden tonight, because I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll take an hour off <laughs> and go see, go see Drake, and then come back at, like, 2 a.m. Um, did you, um... Oh, and, and just to answer the other part of your question, like, in what ways have I been, I guess, contrarian, mm-hmm. um, so I got invited... So I have an advisor who is um, a consultant for um, a large technology company uh-huh. that um, everyone knows. And uh, she consults around diversity, um, inclusion uh, with their senior, senior staff and um, execs. And so she had invited me to this event that was taking place at their offices and it was like a month in advance. She was like, this is coming down the pipe. Like yeah. RSVP be there. It's bringing together like D and I, uh, diversity, inclusion, equity people together. And would love to have you in the room. Um, that happened. And then, and this is totally just giving away the company, but, um, <laughs> in the midst of everything, I was like, when's your vagueness about the, to just crumble? The, the, the president had, uh, used the platform to, uh, put some words out about his thoughts on Amorosa. Um, and the puzzle and the very next day uh-huh. was this event so i did what anyone did would do well not really but i went to i googled i was like who can do a quick turnaround on a t-shirt found these jamaican women on 125th street bah, bah, bah. shout out to 125th um <laughs> forever told them what i needed so i pretty much took that exact messaging and had it screen printed onto a shirt, T-shirt. Oh, yeah, I saw the shirt. And, um, you know, for the purpose of the event, I didn't go ahead and just walk into the walk into the event with it just emblazoned on my chest. You know, I had a shirt covering it. But after the panel discussion ended, then I took it off, walked around, met folks. It's not to be, you know, it's not to be obnoxious. It's not to be, it's really just to let folks know, like, we're watching, right? Yeah. That language matters, that um, the real impact of, of, of what this means for communities, there are implications and we're not absolved of our responsibility because the thing that I get really tired of as, I, as I'm getting older is just complicity. And kind of maybe it's a, a wrong framework to think of, but particularly for, for black and brown folks, it's kind of like either... We're in a hole, right? Yeah. This is America. This, this is, America. is the United States. It's like, are we digging ourselves 
out of the hole or like covering up the hole or are we like digging deeper? Yeah. And I think our ability to actually question at moments in time. Or are we just like digging to new holes? True. True. Yeah. Are we digging like parallel ho- yeah. holes that are just like that we're tunneling through and calling that progress? Yeah. But um, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, like reimagining kind of frameworks for our role in our responsibility and perhaps our complicitness in situations that may not be thought of to be advantageous for like a collective us in so much as we can be defined as a collective us in so much as channeling like the immediate post black Panther energy of like a collective us. Yeah. Cause I know that movie came and it went and now we're kind of like, all right, so where are we situated? Is there an us? Yeah. Is there even an us? I think there still is. And I fight for that feeling to kind of last over a lifetime, but it ebbs, it flows like so many other things. Yeah. God, I'm I'm very glad you're here. I'm very glad you came through. Thank you. Um, Truly. I, uh, it's so funny. Like, you're here. Mary's still here. And my dude, Aunt Demby, just walked in. This is like a wild day for me. Like, I feel like uh, I want you to meet him, by the way. He's I would a, love he's to. He's the man. Um, but yeah, Kenny, where can they find you um, yeah. on these uh, on these internet streets? Um, re- Instagram, hit me up on IG, K miles away. Is it, there's an underscore in there? Um, no, it's, oh, that, so, like, I, I was never, like, I'm not big on, like, my brand. I'm big on just curation. Yeah. And um, so K Miles Away is my IG. Yeah. On Twitter, it's Miles, M-I-L-E-S underscore K. K. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's that's where I'm accessible. Um, definitely grateful um, to you for, you know, you're like, <laughs> I think about, uh, I think about something my friend Trayvon Free said. Um, oh, I, I wish he was in New York. I might try yeah. to get him to call in. And and it was like in the context of like he was doing a set and Dave Chappelle happened to be in the audience. Uh-huh. And Dave called him out because he was saying um, he was doing some set, set where he was talking about Kevin Bacon in the Six Degrees. Um, and Dave was like, well, the thing is, like, you're from you're from Compton. Like Kevin Bacon never goes to Compton. So that means, you know, about six other <laughs> Negroes that... Kevin Bacon doesn't know. And I think about that in the framework of like our community collective advantage and the assets that we have that we don't realize are assets through the relationships that we have access to and how we leverage that for the purpose of like getting us free for the purpose of opportunity, access, um, exposure for so many others that have yet are, are yet to follow. And, you know, real quick, one of the most powerful conversations I had in 2017 that stays with me, I was at this black philanthropy event, ran into this brother who, you know, does stuff in the financial sector. And he, he and I caught up. It was one of those, like, I'll give you 10 minutes. And yes. we ended up talking for 50. And the thing that stayed with me, he was like, you know, I've made it to the mountaintop. I have really his mountaintop was options, you okay. know. He's living in the West Coast. His family is good. All this stuff. He's like, I got to the top of the mountain that everyone black, white, pink wants to get to. He looked around and he said, I realized the answers weren't there. And then when he reverse engineered kind of the steps he took to get there, he wasn't, he was grateful for those steps, but he realized like there was something missing in how we frame what our community really needs at the end of the day in the context of what 
like kind of the market values. And sometimes your, your positioning can shift and it, it's subtle at first. And then you kind of end up over here when you meant to be over here. Yeah. And so his whole thing was like, spend time really thinking about and, and grounding yourself in like, what does the community need? What can be built that can move the needle in a way that is authentic, inclusive. And he uses his position of power to actually help navigate some deal flow for some major folks because systemic inequality is real, wealth disparities are real um, as a way to get folks into deal flow opportunities. But it was just like a reminder from someone who's been there to say, the answer's not here, so keep looking. Yeah. And more than likely, the answer's in your community. I completely agree. Um, and my community is why I'm doing this whole thing, because, like, you know, like, people are like, like, this is not, like, this is the, I was like, I, like, why have this platform if I can't, like, do something that, like, is it's not like let's do this thing over time. It's like no, I want to raise this money now. Yeah, like I want I want them to know that they're going to the U.S. Open next year before the U.S. Open is over this year. Mm. You know, like that's like like I, I there was a world in which I was gonna maybe try to do this in a couple months and like blow it out into this whole thing. I was like, or let's just do it right now and yeah. just like and you know like as literally as of right now. Um. I think Reed Hoffman says, if you're not embarrassed by the first iteration of the thing you're trying to do, then you're not moving fast enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I literally. And you're moving. We're moving. 253 people have donated. And we're like almost, we're more than a third of the way there. And, and this is just the first hour. Shout out to your Therabreath uh, dry mouth lozenges. <laughs> and shout out to Mary H.K. Choi for bringing them <laughs> in here. Hi, Kenny. All right, Finn. Thanks so much. Great to see you. Let's play some tennis sometime. Absolutely. Yo, I, I will play tennis with anyone and I will roast anyone. I got to regrip my racket, but uh, Dog, I got you. stretch. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and one, uh, one final note for um, first hour. If you want to donate, go to advantagekids.co slash donate. Um, and any other information you want, um, just go to the um, show's show notes.